You're now listening to Project Kayfabe. Big meaty man slapping me. (laughs) The most unprofessional professional wrestling and pop culture podcast. Let's rock. Where you listen to our shitty little opinions and you kind of enjoy them. That's Cap. Totally Cap. That means lie. This ain't your mommy's podcast. And here are your hosts, Joe and Quaday. Yo, what is going on, people? Welcome to Project Kayfabe, a Friday edition of the pod. Just because I was... Uh, creaky chair. Uh, I was thinking of doing the episode with Quaday earlier this week, and I'm like, wait a second. We still don't even know the whole card to Forbidden Door, and I'm pretty sure at this point, unless they add one more match based off of what happens on Rampage, even though they already taped that, I think the card is set, uh, and of course, like I said, we got Quade here. Quade, don't say something generic. What's what's <laughs> going on? Nothing much. Just here chilling, you know, just uh, excited for Forbidden Door. You know, I never, I never watched a joint New Japan card before, so it should be exciting. Yeah, I'm pretty sure last year the New Japan had like a joint one, maybe with Noah, I think, mm. or something. I don't really recall. But, I mean, the fact like, you know, I had some people on this Discord and, oh, to, you know, get let everyone know, we're just going to be talking about Forbidden Door. We're not, you know, it's just a Forbidden Door preview, making sure we got something up for you guys. And we wanted to talk about this anyway. So we'll do a Forbidden Door preview. We'll talk about it on... um Next week, we'll talk about how the show went. And then, actually, I'm because I was going to do this, but I don't have anyone available to go with me. So I'm not going to be a weirdo and go alone. But um, I'm going to do a uh, Twitch, twitch.tv slash Joebro underscore 316. I'm going to do a watch along for Forbidden Door because why not? I was going to go to, um, and if people want to go, if people's listening, if you're in the New York area, go to. Uh, uh, Legends Bar, hosted by the Jobbers Tier Podcast. They do a uh, whole big-ass watch party. They have all these people come down. It's a nice bar slash restaurant, and you could go watch uh, WWE slash AEW pay-per-views, and they're doing one for Forbidden Door. I was going to go, but you're at a wedding. Finn's working. Other people I know that kind of like wrestling won't be available, so it's like I ain't going to a restaurant by myself just to watch this damn pay-per-view, even though it'd probably be a good time. <laughs> I, I went to GCW on my own last Saturday, and that was a good time, but it was weird. I will say, it was weird because, like, there's no one to get excited with you there, even though the crowd is, like, you know, everyone's there, but, like, it's no one I know was there. The one person I thought was going to go, shout out to my boy Nick in, uh, in the Hive. He couldn't go anymore, and he actually gave me his third row seat. And um, I didn't find out until it was too late that he gave me two tickets for free. I already had one ticket to General Mission, and I'm like, well, shit, Quade, you should come. But no way your ass was coming. You said it. <laughs> yeah, it was like Queens. You know, it's kind of far. I could take an Uber, but that'd be like 60 bucks. I'm just like, yeah, you know. It could have been, yeah. I don't know. You've d- you've done it before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, GCW, that was a fire show. Not going to lie. That was really cool, especially seeing John Moxley, like, third fucking row. Yeah. That was tight. That was pretty tight. I don't know if you saw the preview or saw anything that happened there, but that was pretty cool, that whole show. I was going to watch it, and I just totally forgot it was on. I didn't bother putting it on anymore, so I was like, ah, oh, forget it. 
yeah, it's um, it was cool. Tony Deppin versus John Moxley, crazy match. The, the scramble matches are always good. I thought I was expecting better from the Jack Evans Ninja Mac uh, mm-hmm. match, but unfortunately, like it didn't really live up to it for the most part. And then you know, as things got hot, Jack Evans almost fucking died yeah. like that. I don't know if you saw the spot on Twitter, oh, but I, you know, it was interesting. Like I couldn't really see. Um, when he landed, because where he landed, there's just some big fucking dude in front of me. Um, and he was annoying the entire show. I wanted to beat his ass. He was like being a, like, he was one of those, like, you could tell he only really knows WWE shit. And like, he's like, oh, wrestling type of guy. He's like one of those jerk offs. But, um, Jack Evans, I couldn't see when he landed, but all you could hear was the smack of how he landed. And I was like, Jesus Christ, if he landed on his neck, I would expect that because it was bad. But um, luckily enough, he was able to walk on his own. And you could tell that that finish was definitely not the way it was supposed to go because this dude got a crazy stinger. I was just very surprised on what happened. Yeah, that's that spot looked nasty. Like I saw that spot, and I saw like Bandito almost broke his neck in in, in, tri- in Triple Mania the same day. I was just like, people in the neck, so I don't know what's going on. Yeah, man. Like I've been thinking about because at some point in my life, I, I want to at least like within this year or next year, probably more next year at this point. But I want to train and I want to get make, maybe be a random small independent wrestler. Who knows? Maybe I'll be the next big thing. But like, you know, I see certain things. I'm like, yeah, I'm not taking that move. I'm not doing that move. <laughs> I remember in high school, you know, when thinking wrestling would be a cool idea one day. I'm like, yeah, high flying would be cool as hell. Yeah. Now I look at it. I'm like, oh, hell no. If I'm. If I'm getting off the top roof or elbow drop, that's the that's the most I'm doing. Because <laughs> shit, like the that that was insane to see that. Um, but where was I going with this? Oh yeah, going to wrestling by yourself is a little weird. But you know, if AEW, um, if anyone wants to do a watch along, I'm going to be hosting it on Twitch. Because why the hell not? Anyone feels free to talk and chit chat about it. Um, so uh, AEW, we could talk about the card. You know, it's, I think, where I was originally going with it. I have some friends that are in a Discord of uh, mine that I'm a part of. And, you know, a couple weeks ago, I think it was two weeks ago, someone's like, yo, I'm not that, you know, excited, really, for Forbidden Door. And I feel like about a week or two weeks ago, like, the card, like, we kind of knew the extent of what the card was, but a lot of things were up in the air. And it kind of is sad that we're not getting CM Punk in here. We're not getting... Kenny Omega, which I feel like is the biggest piece we're missing. Um, now confirm we're not getting Brian Danielson. But then think about like, you know, other people. We're like we're not getting Naito from New Japan. We're not getting Kenta. Um, you know, just like main staples you would hope to have seen on the card. And, you know, I I I would say at when we didn't have the full card at that point, I'm like, yeah, this is still gonna be cool, but not as spectacular as it could be and you know luckily enough this is the one of hopefully many that it seems like tony wants to do but now that we have the whole card i'm a little excited now i'll say i'm a lot more excited than i was originally when you know after hearing all the people that got injured and all the people that are missing from the card i mean you know this is i think the card shaped up to be a lot better than you know what it could have been with injuries aside yeah yeah i was saying i was the same way like before yesterday i was just like yeah, I'm not excited. Like I was, I'm almost like gonna miss most of, most of the show. So I was just like, you know, it's, I don't care. It's a throwaway. You know, for people who like New Japan or like 
you know, it's like a big heavy set universe, we're probably like, oh, they'll probably love it. For me, I'll just say, I don't care. But then um, once they did announce the rest of the card, I was like, all right, this is kind of interesting now. Like, you know, I'm I'm intrigued a little bit more than I was originally. Um, like I said, like, I feel like personally, if I was Tony Khan in New Japan, I wouldn't have done this show until Kenya Meg was ready. Because, like, how are you not going to have the biggest non-Japanese New Japan star at? you know this first event where he's a big person in both companies so it's like to me the timing was just you know a little bit weird but either way it should still be fun yeah like kenny omega was literally the face of new japan for america and probably in japan too i know like tanahashi's the ace but at the end of the day kenny omega was selling out the tokyo dome for the shit he was doing with tanahashi with um you know with Ken- i mean not kenta um with, uh, why am I drawing a blank? Oh, Kazuka Okada. Um, so, like, you know, it's just crazy to think that he won't be a part of it. And I, I don't know the extent of how he's doing anymore, because, like, we don't have any updates, really. But, like, it would be sick when the show is, like, about to close out or something. Whether it's, you know, Tanahashi or Moxley as champ. Like, he's, like, you know, Kenny Omega comes out. But who knows? Because this man's body is fucking went through the ringer, putting on like five star matches every other couple of months. I mean, it has like looking back at like Kenny Omega spots from the last like five years. It's like, you no, know, he needs a time off. He needs yeah. this break. Like, you know, if he doesn't show up for the rest of the year, good, because you know what? When he comes back, he's probably going to still be pushing it to the fucking limits. So, you know, at this point, a break for Kenny Omega is OK. But, yeah, it is sad that one of the biggest names in professional wrestling and biggest names to come out of New Japan AEW won't be there. But I think AEW's done the best that they can. And, you know, I'm kind of hoping to, you know, the build-up to this, it's only been a month, which is kind of crazy, because, like, you know, they announced this about more than a month ago, and they didn't really build up to anything until after All Out was done. You know, now, I mean, double or nothing. So now we have some actual build-up within the last month, and I feel like slow and steady but eventually got to where we needed to be and you know i am thinking like since this is like the first one it's like a test run you know to mm-hmm. see how well it can go and i imagine the matches at themselves will be bangers and you know i'm still hoping like you know there's more that can come out of this relationship we know they want to do more together like this won't be the first combined pay-per-view but then i'm also thinking just because selfish but Tony Khan is hyping up Grand Slam. He's like, this is going to be the biggest show they've ever had, maybe. So I'm hoping that means, like, maybe we get some crazy New Japan AEW matches. Like, maybe this is, like, because like, last year was basically almost like a, like a full pay-per-view card. It would be as sick as hell if they could do the same exact thing this year. And even if it goes five hours long, as long as they're putting <laughs> bangers after bangers, I think I'll, I'll be okay with it. But who knows what they have in store after this. But let's see. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that that I, yeah, I think this is could be like a test run, and, and you know, Tony kind of hypes up a lot of things, and I, I got to a point where I had to see it to believe it with this, with this guy because he'd be just talking, he'd be chatting. Um, but with the things that's on the card, I, there's a few matches on here that I really think are going to be bangers, and I think it's going to be worth the show. It might not look pretty on paper, but I still think this card can over deliver to the fact that as I look at this card kind of like a you know. Let's use what's that day's last preview back backlash or handle sell one's previews on paper. They look kind of weak, but then overall, the shows are actually above average, you know, pretty good. So, I think the same thing going to happen here. I think, um, 
And I think it is going to lead to definitely like a yearly event of some sort. Um, maybe even get AEW involved in the like Wrestle Kingdom or something. Who knows? I think um, I, I think they do need like now they have one in the US. Hopefully the next one's in Japan. I think that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, this would be cool. Um, and I think, you know, this is going to help a new Japan a lot because, you know, it's it's fun that they're getting to do this opportunity to work with AEW and, you know, get some of these stars to be involved with their stars. Because when you think about it, like all the biggest American names from New Japan, you know, that were working with New Japan, the Bucks, Omega, Cole, Hangman, all that shit, Cody, even though he's in WWE, like they all fucking left AEW. So like, you know, they've been trying to build up that like, you know, non-Japanese wrestlers up in New Japan. And you got people like Will Ospreay and, you know, Jay White that are, you know, kind of filling in the role. But, like, none are still as the same caliber as it was to have, like, Omega, the Bucks, all that, that America to, to Japan, like, connection that they were having. Because, like, I don't think, you know, I can't think of a time that Japanese wrestling was as popular as it was in the wrestling scene, at least in America, as it was when the Bucks and, you know, Omega and all that were there. So this will be a great relationship to see what happens and hopefully, like, yeah, Wrestle Kingdom, get get fucking people from AEW over there and have, like, some crazy matches because then, like, that'll be, like, you know, I remember being home in college during the breaks every, you know, winter break and every time New Japan was happening around. So, like, you know, being able to see, like, uh, what's it called? AJ go against uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. Like, that was cool at Wrestle Kingdom. Seeing Kenny Omega go on against, like, you know, um, why don't I keep drawing a blank, but Okada. Um, like seeing stuff like that was cool. And now we don't like, you know, while Wrestle Kingdom is still very hype, it's still not the same caliber as it was for like an American fan because all the people you wanted to see are now like an AEW or like WWE. So this will be cool to see what they do in the future. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I definitely agree with that. So let's look at the card for this show. You know, they're in Chicago. They're in United Center. So that's awesome for them. 8 p.m. It's happening. 8 p.m. Eastern this Sunday. Uh, two, two, two. So they got the kickoff. And the match that they have on the kickoff show is the Gun Club and Max Caster versus New Japan Dojo. I mean, I I, I got to say, I like the pairing of Max Caster and the Gun Club. And you still have a way that you got, um, you still got, uh, Anthony Bowen's still involved while he's injured. They're hilarious, and they're not bad wrestlers. So them versus New Japan Dojo, will I probably watch it? Maybe if I'm free, but I think it'll still be fun for like the people in the crowd and all that, you know. Yeah, 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 definitely. I, I, the only person I know from the New Japan side is Yuya. I heard people talk about him in the Discord mins. I, I think he's really good. Um, but yeah, I think yeah, I think it's just, I think it end up being sort of like a. Just a fun opener. Nothing. I'm not expecting anything from it. <laughs> so like, yeah, yeah, it'll be a fun time. There's um, there's one guy that I've seen that's like not taking over the scene, but like very popular recently. Um, where is it? Uh, his name is Alex Coughlin. Coughlin. I'm not quite sure. Mm-hmm. I saw he was at a DPW show. The last pay per view they had. I'm pretty sure. So that's um, that's cool. They have some. You know, it's New Japan. They got amazing wrestlers at the end of the day like if you're wrestling for new japan you you know what you're doing so it'll be cool to see for those that are watching um i'm just going on the order from this website i'm reading it off of 
Zach Sabre Jr. going against someone that we don't know yet, someone who's going to be joining the Blackpool Combat Club. They're also going to be a part of Blood and Guts. This is because Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson, he was supposed to be going against Zack Sabre Jr., but unfortunately he's injured at the moment, but at the very least he's not retiring. So that's great. <laughs> injured like he normally has been over his career, which is always the worst time. He gets injured always at the times when he's like, you know, hot as fuck. So unfortunately he's injured now, and it would have been insane to see him go against Zack Sabre Jr. at this point in their career, because I think they've wrestled once when they when they were both very young stars. But we don't know who it is. Speculations are going around. I got some ideas. Who do you think it's going to be? I feel like there's two people that everyone's thinking, and then for me it's like if it's not those two people, I got a third option that, you know, while it's not the craziest option, it would still produce a very amazing match. Yeah, I think we had. The, I don't know. I'm getting this feeling we had the same exact three people in mind. Um, but the first one for me, I think the first person that comes to mind, he's not really a tenac- I don't know if he's a technical wrestler. I don't even know what technical wrestling means. I'll be honest with you, because um, it's like grappling and stuff like that. Um, but one person that comes to mind is um, Cesaro. You know, he's released from. No, he not not released. He left WWE um, not too long ago. So he just been chilling, making coffee. So I think maybe it's time for him to come back. Maybe this would be the perfect time to bring him in the fold in AEW. I think he could fit in um, with. Um, bcc so i think that'd be pretty cool um the second person which i prefer is johnny gargano which i think will be an awesome debut against zach saber jr yeah like cesaro um cesaro can grapple cesaro can just kind of like he's a very all-around type of wrestler he could he could jump off the fucking top rope and do an uppercut he could like put you on the mat like he can do whatever he wants and i feel like he would fit really well in the blackpool combat club like i'd be very interested to see what he'd do in blood and guts but him against Zack saber jr i feel like especially that's the thing about wrestlers once they leave wwe like they all the cuffs are off so they mm-hmm. get to do all the shit that they've wanted to do so like for example cesaro has been a world-class wrestler for years and we always get a glimpse of it he always puts on good quality matches when he was in the wwe but now that you know he's out of there and hopefully this means he's coming to you know aw he'd probably do some crazy shit with Zack Sabre Jr. So I'm excited to see if it's him. You know, a lot of people are expecting it to be him. Johnny Gargano also, because, you know, people are basically speculating who are the top biggest free agents that aren't signed anywhere. And Johnny Gargano, Johnny Wrestling, would be really sick as hell too. He does have experience in blood and guts technically for war games, but not the same. But um, it would be cool to see him just in AEW in general. I, I, I feel like... If he doesn't show up for this match, because I don't like, I feel like while he could fit the technical wrestling build, I just don't think he would be someone I would see in the Blackpool Combat Club. I agree. Like he doesn't fit that look. Maybe it's just because like we've been so used to the WWE version of him. But at the same time, even before WWE, I would never put him in the Blackpool Combat Club. Like you know, before this. so it would be still cool, and I'm hoping maybe they do one of those, like what they did in All Out, where they brought out Brian Danielson and Adam Cole the same night. Maybe they bring out Johnny Gargano if he's around or something. Maybe they bring him out at some point. I don't know. I saw someone actually um, in this Discord I'm in, I mentioned again, um, they shared that he's actually going to be Chicago that Sunday. He's oh. going to be in Chicago okay. <laughs> for like some sort of, like I don't know if it's like a charity thing or 
uh, some type of thing, but he will be in Chicago. So it's like, will he be a part of this match? Will he be something else in AEW? Who knows? And then I think the third one that we, uh, I've been thinking about, I think everyone's kind of also feeling the same thing. While it doesn't bring in the same excitement as a Cesaro or Johnny Gargano, if it's Jonathan Grisham, yeah. that would be cool. I know they've wrestled before, but being on the bigger stage and just because they're, you know, when you think of the best technical wrestlers in the world, Jonathan Grisham is a part of it. you got to include him in there. So him, I, I don't know if he's injured or what's the deal because he hasn't been involved in anything AWROH since you know ROH ended. Am I am I correct by saying that? I haven't seen him anywhere. Uh, yeah, he hasn't done that. I think he was in like one impact, a few maybe like a couple impact matches. Um, but besides that, he just kind of you know, yeah, disappeared. Not disappeared, but like hasn't been wrestling too much, I guess. Yeah, I can't tell if he's injured or not. I know, like you know, he was part of Impact for a small bit, and you know, he's you know clearly was you know is he. No, wait, who is the ROH World Heavyweight Champion? Is it him? Yeah, no, yes, wait. Who is the ROH World Heavyweight Champion? (laughs) Because Yeah, he did, he is, he is. Because he beat Bandito, Bandito, right? Yeah, Yeah, they combined the titles. So, you know, what's interesting, too, is like he, yeah, he is the champion, we haven't seen him once in this whole merger, you know. That's yeah. which, it, like, I don't know if it's because he's injured. Maybe it's like, uh, you know, Tony Khan's trying to save him for a particular moment. But like, you bought ROH, you feature, you got your pure. Everyone that was on your roster is now the champion of ROH, except I think, yeah, yeah, the woman saddle, Mercedes Martinez, tag team titles are FTR. Pure champion is Wheeler Yuta. But your world heavyweight champion is never found in your cards. <laughs> not on a rampage. Nothing. Oh, yeah. And TV champion is Samoa Joe. So, like, you know, he basically oh, got all the people he signed for AEW to be the ROH champions. But John the Grisham is nowhere to be found. Huh. That's, that's that's funny and interesting. I, like, I, I honestly really forgot about him. Um, yeah, good minute. <laughs> so, and like I know he's like I've watched some of his matches. Like he had a crazy match in um like you know in his he's also part of the founders of Terminus that like company. Yeah. I know it's sad twice that I was supposed to see Jonathan Grisham perf- like wrestle. He like he couldn't show up. So the last uh not one of the last, but I when I went to go see House of Glory, he was supposed to wrestle against Loki, and that was going to be insane. And then he was injured, and they replaced him with fucking Jay Lethal. <laughs> so there was another time I'm trying to think, but I can't recall off the top of my head. But he just wrestled two days, three days ago. Hey, he had a 26 minute match three days ago. Then he wrestled on the 18th. He's wrestling. He's been. Oh wait a second. Jonathan Grisham was on Battle of the Belts Part Two against Dalton Castle. Uh, I didn't even know that. <laughs> I, I will say, Battle of the Belts does kind of like... It's one of those random shows that they don't promote as well as they should because I feel like I find out about it a week or two and then like it comes on on like a Saturday. Yeah. All right, so never mind. I am wrong. Jonathan Grisham has been featured on AEW, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> um, But yeah, so I, it would be cool if it's him, but it's not at the same caliber of like excitement that a Cesaro or like a... Um, Johnny Gargano would bring. Yeah, 
Yeah, I agree with that. Like, Christian was cool. I, I personally don't really care about him. Um, he's not the most exciting wrestler, in my opinion, but he's not like he's still good, you know. And it'll be it'll be a good match, but I just won't. Like I said, I just won't be excited for it at all. Yeah, I mean, he's one of those wrestlers where it's like his gimmick is he's a wrestler, you know. And he's had some like he's been around for years. No one knows like he's been around for a long time. Like I saw a video of him going against Brody Lee back when Brody Lee was never even in WWE. So he's been around for a good while. It's just he's never had the opportunity that he's had at this level, which he's starting to get now with you know Impact and ROH. It's just there's no like there's no real gimmick besides him just being a professional wrestler, which is not a bad thing. It's just like it's why people aren't excited because like you'd probably care for him if he offered more than just him being a really good technical wrestler. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I guess for me, I'm just not that big into. You're just not a fan of black wrestlers. That's all it is. Partly, <laughs> partly. But no, but like I, I don't know. I'm just not big into. I, I can appreciate the black guy <laughs> hating his own people. That's what it is. I, I, I am a born hater, so you know what? I'll take the title. It, it, maybe I just, I just suspect, I just suspect more. You know, I'm, I'm just a character guy, and if your character is just like I wrestle good. You're not giving me anything to grab onto. Like your matches would be fun, but I need more than that. I need substance. Then you sh- then if you're a character guy, you should be watching NXT 2.0 every week. I feel <sighs> that, that show is just that's full on characters, man. It is, it is, but it's bad in different ways to the point where I don't want to watch it. Like that takeover was just a waste. Of hey, time. I didn't watch it. I've been really wanting to like dive into. Like I've been telling myself I want to watch all of impact since like when kenny came back and stuff and like maybe at least watch clips and stuff to keep up to date because i feel like impact especially slam diversity that was a really good pay-per-view i think they did a good job on that and then like i want to give nxt 2.0 a try since they've started but i know there's so much cringe in the mix like i only care about a few people there anyway so i don't know but plenty of character development there (laughs) um we got a six-man tag team match between chris jericho Sammy Guevara, which they're back together again, I feel like it's hilarious that, like, you know, the original fucking inner circle disbanded, but all of them are basically back except Proud and Powerful. They're all back with Jericho. And then with them, they got Suzuki, and they're going against Kingston, Wheeler, Yuta, and I'm going to butcher his name, Shota Amino, Amuno, who's basically, like, who is, like, John Moxley's young boy when John Moxley was in Japan for a bit. Um, so they're all taking each other. They're all going against each other. This is Kenny. This is continuing the Jericho Appreciation Society feud with the uh, Blackpool Combat Club, and more specifically Eddie Kingston. Um, I don't expect a crazy deal from this match because it's like a random six man match with a bunch of random people together. But there's cool combinations. Wheeler Yuta is a really great wrestler. I haven't seen enough of this Shoto guy, but I'm excited to see what he does. Eddie Kingston's Eddie Kingston. He's going to kill it no matter what. And you got Suzuki. You got Jericho. You got Sammy Guevara. While this isn't like, you know, the you know the biggest match I'm craving for, you know, because Blood and Guts is going to be their thing, this is still going to be cool to at least get this. And we get Suzuki going on, and he'll get to have some like type of like interaction with Eddie Kingston. So that'll be cool. Yeah, this yeah, like that's not the prettiest match in the card, and it's honestly, kind of random. But you know, yeah, it serves its purpose, I guess. You know, for the Jericho and the Kingston feud, get really good on the card, get some New Japan guys. Um, so you know what, I could I could complain about this about this match being unnecessary, but why should I? It's, it I feel purpose, like you know, 
Yeah, I feel like the necessary part of it is like, all right, you need Chris Jericho, Eddie Kingston, and Suzuki on the card. Yeah. What do you do? And this is basically what they came up with. And I can live with it. It's fine. Like, this should probably be, like, one of the opening matches that, like, you know, it's it's there. It gets done with. You know, it helps continue to build the feud up for next week. There you go. Mm-hmm. Um, so, at least, you know, you still get important people on the card. You get the first ever AEW champion on the card. You get A.A. Kingston, who's been important since his since he came to AEW, and then Suzuki. And then, of course, you got, like, Yuta and fucking Guevara, but oh well. <laughs> um, a match I'm very interested in because I specifically want the champions to retain and get more gold is ROH and IWGP Tag Team Championship titles are on the line. FTR versus Jeff Cobbs and Great Ocon versus Rapungi Vice. I like Rapungi Vice. I'm not too familiar with the Great Ocon. Um, I like Jeff Cobbs, but FTR has been on a fucking roll. I think... I feel like, was it you that didn't really like FTR, maybe, possibly? Yeah, I don't really care. Not that I don't care for them. I just find them a little bit... No, okay, not boring is the wrong word. I don't know how to describe it. It's something... But well, they're, yeah. like, wrestlers, but they're also, like, they kind of have a gimmick where it's like, we're wrestlers and we're going to kick your ass type of deal. So maybe yeah. that's why, but they have only produced bangers in the last, like, six or seven months. I don't know. I'm excited, and if they get the IWGP, like they are submitted, like they are proof. This is history in the making with what they're doing. It's crazy to think with what all they want all the tag team gold WWE has to offer. Now they're winning all the gold out here, like, and they're probably gonna have Young Bucks FTR Part Three. Like, who knows if they're just gonna be literally dripping with gold at some point? But I don't know. I, I kind of want them to take home the W just because FTR has been on a roll. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I honestly wouldn't mind them winning. Like, uh, like I said, they, they have been playing bangers. I ain't gonna, I'm not gonna lie and say like the matches have been whack. Their matches have been honestly pretty good. Um, so you know, I think them winning probably, you know, I would agree. I think that would be cool to have them win those titles and then they could like go to Japan, do all that stuff, you know, the Japan matches and just travel the world with those belts. And it will also bring more like, uh, more awareness and more light to like ROH, you know, to defend those houses in other places too, you know. So I think business wise and I think booking wise would be smart for FTR to win here. Um, unless Tony wants to get rid of the ROH tag house for a while, I guess he could get it to like, you know, Empire. Um, I don't think Rapunky Vice is going to win. I, I just think that they're, you know, to add an aspect of more guys in the match and make it fun. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. Like, I think this match will be pretty fucking cool. And I think Rapungi Vice is just there to fill in a spot. You know, I do see, I like, when I found out that Jeff Cobbs and Great Ocon were, like, the tag team champions, I was like, this is, like, a very random pairing. You know, I didn't, like, I didn't know they were part of the, um, the European Union or whatever they're calling themselves. Like, I didn't know they were part of it. And now seeing it, I'm like, okay, Jeff Cobb's a really great wrestler. He would have signed with AEW if he didn't want to be with New Japan full-time. But um, I was expecting, like, I'm trying to think what are big New Japan tag teams since it's been a while. But there was this one um, tag team. They had a cool name, and they had some cool matches against the Bucks, but I don't remember them, uh, both Japanese guys. But that would have been cool to see some other people in here. But I think FTR... I think they, they're all phenomenal wrestlers, so I think this is going to be good no matter what. I just hope that FTR walks away with the belt because they're just on a roll, and it would be sick to see them do this again because now they have the AAA, ROH. It would be sick if they get the New Japan. And then, fuck it. I mean, maybe they beat the Bucks in the next match. Who knows? 
But um, now Bucks are champion, which is interesting to see where, where they go with this, too. Um, the only women's match on the card because New Japan doesn't have women's. I mean, women match, like women in general. I mean, they're partnered up with Stardom, I'm pretty sure. But it's ass that we couldn't get any Stardom wrestlers for this. We do got Stardom alumni in Tony Storm. Um, I don't think Thunder Rosa ever was there. But... Um, AEW Women's Title Match, Thunder Rosa, Tony Storm. Uh, personally, maybe it's just because I recent bias of you know seeing Tony Storm a bunch. I'm like, oh, Tony Storm's awesome. She should win the belt. But Thunder Rosa, I feel like hasn't had that long of a run, and she still could continue to be champion for a long time, and I'd be fine with it. So this one, I don't really have a preference who I'd want to win. I feel like both have good opportunities of walking out as a winner, but then the Rosa maybe deserves it a little longer because like we almost had Britt Baker for what felt like almost a year. Um, I don't know. I feel like they both would be cool to see. Um, I feel like we're still, we know Tony Storm's a good wrestler. I feel like she's still building out a character there in AEW though. Like she's someone that like I enjoy, but doesn't have enough character behind her quite yet to make me care that much if she wins or loses, but that's also kind of like the AEW women's division, to be <laughs> honest. Like, really great wrestlers, but like, there isn't that much character development besides like what they've done for Brit. Um, Thunder Rosa, I guess, the you know, her chase to become champion kind of has like been kind of her thing, and also her being a badass. I mean, fucking Julia Hart has more character development right now, <laughs> you know, of what's been going on with her. So, either which way, I think this will be a banger. And uh, I'm fine with either or walking as champ, but probably if I had to pick, I want Thunder Rosa to continue to be champion because she's earned it with everything she's been through. Yeah, I don't know why. I got a feeling like I think this is the one of the rare moments where AW might just hot shot the title to Tony Storm. I don't know why. I just feel like they really like her. I feel like she's in the position where, you know, I don't know. I think they're in this weird situation where I think giving Tony Storm the title might be more beneficial than keeping the title on Rosa. But at the same time, it's like, how can that be true if the booking for every single women's champion is the same? So I don't know. Like, what is going to put AEW in the spot? Who's What wrestler is going to put AEW in the position to actually book them, you know, better than what they have been booked? And it's sad that Rosa's kind of following that same booking pattern, just like having the title, kind of disappearing, preparing for some matches, some rant, one segment, like a quick talk, and then, back to just being whoever she is and it's just it's just annoying to me um but yeah i think i don't want i think i don't want might work i i just feel like Tony Storm might win but i'm not i'm like 50 50 yeah and i like i don't mind if she wins it's just i feel like she she's been on a roll since she's came to aw and everyone loves her it's just like there's not as much story here you know it's mm-hmm. just cool they're gonna have a cool match together and, like, you know, even, like, fucking Serena Deeb has had more character development recently than a lot of the women on the roster. It's just, like, AW's still, like, trying to find that, like, area. And you know what? Like, we're only getting one women's match. They could have found something for Jade to fucking do. Jade could have been on here. She could have, like, had a match with Chris Statlander, maybe. I don't know. Um, thinking of, like, people with, like, character. I know, like... You know, Athena's a part of it, but I don't really care for Athena. So, one woman's match on the card, not even in the pre-show. I mean, it's typical, and that's what happens. It's yeah. just AEW and even New Japan, because they don't even have women. They just have <laughs> stardom, so interesting. 
Um, next match on the card that we got. This one's going to be crazy cool. I'm excited for this. Do I think we need another title in AEW? Not this title, at least. But, hey, now we got it. We got the All-Atlantic Championship match between Pac, Miro, Ishii, and Malachi Black. Um, I remember when they announced this, I was like, what the fuck? This isn't the, the, the trio's title that everyone thought we were getting. <laughs> This is a, you know, another independent mid-card type of title. And there's a lot of good options here. I feel like all of these people should be dripped in gold in some shape or form. Because Malachi Black has been killing it ever since he joined AEW. Ishii's been... Ishii's Ishii. So it's cool to see that he's part of this match. And, like, I would love for him to have a one-on-one match with Miro, personally. Miro, I really like Miro's gimmick that he's like, he used to be God's favorite person and now he fucking hates God. <laughs> like, that's badass. And I feel like Pac, poor Pac, I feel like deserves this title. I feel like if anyone, I look at the four of them, I'm like, Pac has been working his ass off. I remember when he was supposed to, like, show up for AEW and then, you know, like, they had a disagreement or something. And, like, he didn't want to do a job. But I think he's, like, very, I don't know, I don't know. We don't know what we don't know, especially just based off of rumors. But Pac kind of should get this belt. I don't know. I feel like him or Miro maybe, but Miro was just champion. But I don't know. You kind of need to continue to build up Miro to make him look the way he's supposed to be. So if he loses, maybe he doesn't take the pin at least. Maybe like Ishii takes the pin because he at least has nothing to lose since this is an AEW title. But I don't know. I feel like I want at most Pac, like, Pac is my guy who I want to win this. I'll take any of them, but I feel like maybe Pac deserves it the most. Pac, yeah, and um, I think I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with Ishii. You know, I feel like... I'm looking at the matches. I'm just thinking in my head, like, I think, I think like, the matches where there's, like, a definite, like, AW's New Japan side, like, singles matches. I feel like AW has a, is very heavy in terms of my winning. So I'm going to go with Ishii just because I think, you know what? Why not start off the all Atlanta Championship by not having the champion in AW and having them somewhere else and have them defend it in other places and then bring it back to AW? You know, make it, at least make it cool. Make it like a traveling bell or something. Um, yeah. I'm going to go with Ishii. I don't know why, but I'm just going to go with him. Yeah, it would be cool. I like this would be sick if like the champion would be not a AEW champion because then like more cross promotion, more stuff that can happen. So I agree. I like that idea. But I'm still gonna go hoping Pac takes home the W. <laughs> uh, to to what else? Why isn't? Oh, I skipped this one when I was reading this. I'm very excited for this match. I feel like this is a random ass fucking match, but I feel like it probably offers the most of randomness that we could get um will osprey versus orange cassidy for the iwgp united states championship if it wasn't for the fact that you know he was injured i totally forgot orange cassidy existed i've been trying to build that like i was gonna do an AEW universe mode for my 2k that i want to do eventually and I totally forgot he was a thing, and if he was, I would have added him instantly because Orange Cassidy is probably one of the most random characters ever. Uh, I just recently learned, I don't know if you knew about, like, um, uh, Shakara and the there was, uh, I forget their full name, but the tag team of Amps. Do you remember that? Have you ever heard of that? No, I haven't. Ah, uh, never mind. Well, for wrestling fans that do know, he was Fire Ant, apparently, which is cool. So he's been around for a while, Orange Cassidy, um, and... It's cool to see that he's going against Will Ospreay. Not the match I was expecting to have Will Ospreay be a part of. 
but I feel like this match could like possibly either steal the show or just be like one of those matches where it's like, well, that was cool to see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think I think this match is gonna be fun. Honestly, like I just be be putting on sleeper like banger matches like all the time and like it's just cool. So I think this is like a honestly, I think this is probably the best match they could have done between like these two guys on the brand, for, at least for like right now, with other people's like, injured or busy. Uh, I think it's gonna be really fun. I think it's gonna be a a good one. I feel like when you you do cross promotion type of shows, there's always one or two matches where you're like, "What the fuck?" But they always like like, "Why is this a pairing?" But this like has the potential to really work out pretty well, just because Orange Cassidy, comic relief type of wrestler, but really good wrestler at the end of the day. Like his match against Kenny Omega and Pac at was that Double or Nothing two years ago? Was it yeah. in twenty twenty? Yeah, twenty twenty or twenty twenty one. Either which way, that was a really cool ass match. All three of them were killing it, and Orange Cassidy was a big part of it, obviously. Um, so having this, like, this is cool. And Will Ospreay being one of the best wrestlers in the world, having a match with Orange Cassidy, like, this will be cool to see. Um, <laughs> I kind of want Orange Cassidy to be the IWGP United States champion because, <laughs> like, how funny would that be? Um, but yeah, I'm, this was a match that just randomly came about, and I, I'm about it. I'm about it. I thought you were gonna have something to say. Oh. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> well, we're keeping that dead air in. Fuck it. <laughs> um, another match that got announced last night. Uh, Young Bucks and the Bullet Club, even though when they promoted the match on the thing, it says just Bullet Club, which I guess technically, if you think about it, they are Bullet Club, like Bullet Club for life, I guess. I don't fucking know. <laughs> and the Young Bucks, like, they never they never got kicked out of Bullet Club like almost everyone else did, right? Like, they just kind of left, I'm pretty sure. I don't remember they got in their ass beats, or maybe they did, like, like they do to all Bullet Club members. But we got... Uh, Young Bucks, El Fantasmo, and Hikolo. I think I pronounced that wrong, but who cares? Uh, <laughs> going against Dudes of Attitude, Sting, Darby Allen, Shingo Takagi, and Hiromo uh, Takahashi. That's a random ass fucking match, but another one where it's like, you got to have the Young Bucks on the card. Would it have been sick as hell? Your plays were Pungi Vice with like Young Bucks for that tag team match. Yeah, but you don't want to make your new champions lose i guess um but they could have also easily walked away with all the gold too because they're the bucks but um this is like i said you need the young bucks on the show and if you have sting in aw you kind of got to put them on this show too the same with kind of darby allen one of like you know one of the inc- like important parts of this whole company so this is a random ass fucking pairing i don't know why it's all together all of a sudden but I'll take it. Why not? You get Sting on this card. You get the Bucks on this card. It's good enough for me. And you get important people like um, Shingo on here as well, too. Oh, yeah. Honestly, it's kind of crazy that that just just hit me that Sting is really out here wrestling in 2022 in a New Japan cross <laughs> promotion show. It's just funny. Um, yeah, this would be a fun match. You know, Bucks back in Bullet Club for a night, I guess. Um, that should be pretty interesting. I hope they come out. In Bullet Club gear at that point, then if they're going to advertise it like that, I think that'd be pretty awesome. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be like a cool eight man tag match. I think I would, do, I, I think I would have liked to see the Bucks defend the titles, but um, 
I guess it's okay. You know, I guess this is a nice. I guess this way it gets Sting and Darby on the card. So I guess I understand why they're doing it. Um, but yeah, it should be, it should be fun still. I think it'll be a cool cluster fuck of a match. So yeah, yeah, I agree. And like the Bucks are someone, the Bucks and Kenny. Even though Kenny has gone to Impact and AAA, maybe one other place. But the Bucks specifically is one team that have like really haven't ventured out since signing with AEW. I feel like most of that has to do with that they're family men and they both have kids and stuff like that. Um, they have they at least went to AAA once since you know AEW became a thing. But it would be sick as hell to get like the Bucks going around the world again, like wrestling, like. Like, it would be sick for them to go to New Japan and, like, do some stuff like that. It would have been sick if they go to, like, ROH or, well, you know, technically they can now because they own the company. But, like, Impact. Right now you got the Motor City Machine Guns being together right now. It would be sick as hell to have them go to Impact for a bit and then they have a match against the Motor City Machine Guns, relive that stuff. They're the only ones that haven't, like, gone anywhere since AEW became a thing, really. Their last... Like, oh, wow, their last show that they were a part of that isn't counting AAA um, since AEW started was House of Glory. (laughs) They went against Private Party. (laughs) So it would be sick as hell to see the Bucks do some stuff, but at least they're on the card. Hopefully in the future we'll see some crazier matches from them with this cross-promotion stuff. But yet again, we get the Bucks, we get Sting on the card. That's awesome. People are upset that their name is Dudes with Attitudes, but this was something that Sting did years ago before there was a Two Dudes with Attitudes, Kevin Nash and uh, Shawn Michaels. So, um, The next match that also got announced last night, which people were trying to figure out what the fuck is happening here, and it finally got answered. Adam Cole, Okada, Hangman Page, Jay White for the IWGP World Heavyweight title, a fatal four-way I don't remember the last time I've seen a fatal four way, honestly. Like, trying to think. I don't know the last important fatal four way I've seen. Can you think of one? <laughs> the last fatal four way match I remember was that fatal four way um, Iron Man match in the NXT. That's the last thing I remember. I don't remember anything besides that. Oh, is that the one for the. That was when the belt got dropped, when Karrion Cross had to drop it, yeah, right? I think so, yeah. And then they had like a draw. <laughs> so. Yeah, uh, that was a cool match. Well, here we got this one, which this one, like, there's too many of the best wrestlers in the world in here. Where It's like, either this match is going to be awesome or somehow it might suck. It's like, you know, like, you wouldn't think it would, but, like, somehow with having some of the best wrestlers in the world, I could still feel like there's some way it doesn't live up to the hype. I don't know why. I'm just, like, thought of this now. But I'm excited for this. I mean... Either one of them could walk out as champion, and I'd be happy with it. I know, like, you know, it's crazy. Like, what's funny about Adam Cole is people have been really hating on Adam Cole lately for no fucking reason. Calling them, like, you know, making fun of his body because he's not, like, a big fucking roided dude. But he looks basically the same from NXT, so I don't know why people are talking shit now that he's in AEW. Um, Hangman Page, man, was a great champion. Like, it was, like... I was a little worried at first when he won the title because everyone wanted him to be the champ, but he like he's a babyface champ, so it gets really hard to book those, especially, like, I don't know, wrestling recently just can't book babyface champions, or it's always been a thing. But, like, 
Jay White could walk away as champion here. Okada, Adam Cole, Hangman. I don't know. I don't really have a preference, to be honest. Maybe Adam Cole just because he's been losing every really big match that he kind of would really like to see him be like, me specifically, would like him to be a champion at some point. Maybe he needs to be IWGP champ. But Jay White just won this title. I don't remember how long his first reign was, but it probably wasn't that long. So, like, I don't know if he's going to drop the belt here. Maybe he, like, pins, like, Hangman or Okada. Or, you know, Adam Cole's been losing all the time, so maybe he fucking pins him. So, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, yeah I think Adam Cole's only in the match to get pinned. <laughs> I, don't, I can't. <laughs> Pinning Hangman would be a mistake. You can't pin Okada. And Cole's the only person here who could take that out, sadly. And it's, I feel bad for him, like... Yeah, I don't know why people talk about him. Or like, like this guy, you know, he's one of the best wrestlers in the world. And yeah, he doesn't look like, I guess, your traditional old wrestler. But like, who cares? You know, this is twenty twenty three. AEW was built that. off of people that don't look like, like you know whatever wrestler that they want him to look like. And he's like these, just these old heads like Booker T always making comments about something. Like, I think they're just just that you know what Han- I think Hammond said. He said they just or someone said they just just that they don't make. The same amount of money that they do make, they make now. They're probably just upset, you know. They probably just, <laughs> they probably just don't understand how wrestling shifted, and they just can't grasp the concept, and they're stuck in the old ways. So, I don't. Know, Booker T is one of the people that we should not listen to. <laughs> the and it's opinions. so sad to say because Booker T is awesome, yeah. but his wrestling opinions are just shit. <laughs> it's, it's so bad. I can remember one time it was on Smack Talk. He was Bianca and Montez Ford was on Smack Talk. He was saying something about Bianca, like, "Oh, you're not ready," or something like that. Like, you need to do this and that. And Montez was looking at him like. Are you are you serious right now? Just a look because like time and place, man. Like I don't know, but besides him, yeah, I think Jay White is gonna. Yeah, he just won the title, so I don't see why he. I feel like he was. I'm looking at his cage match record and all that because it has all the data. He was IWGP champion in 2019 for 54 days. Oh wow! He cut like only 54 days, like. Jay White is like your your new replacement for like an Omega or a Cole or a Cody for like not American but like you know not your Japanese star you're you know a out of the country Japanese star I don't know what to describe it but like that would be ass if he does kind of lose it he's only been champion for eleven days right now so yeah maybe he like you know he's he's the heel he's the only heel of this well actually Adam Cole is too but like. You know, as heels do, they sneakily take the W. So maybe he does that. It would be, you know, it would be a shame if he kind of loses it now. Like, transitional champion. Like, I was um, I was saying it in another Discord I was in yesterday. Jay White, Will Ospreay, people that kind of need long extended AW runs just to be, like, you know, in America more and have some crazy matches. And it would be sick, like... Jay White would be a sick-ass AEW champ. Like, that would be cool. Same with, like, Will Ospreay. So, like, if Jay White were to take the L and lose the title this weekend, I hope he kind of comes to AEW for a bit and, like, has, like, a long run for a bit. I don't know. It would just be sick to see. Yeah, that, yeah I think that would be honestly kind of cool. I think you're right. Like, I feel like he's one of those guys that probably would be, like, sort of like how AJ and Finn – in some cases, benefit from like that shift to America and having like matches here. Um, AJ's a little bit opposite, but you know what I mean. Like those topics, like he's in that kind of realm of like AJ Finn, Kenny as the leader of Bullet Club, but he hasn't had that big US run yet. So why not? You know, I think he could spend some time away from New Japan. Like I don't, they, their company's already like in his own. I don't know, like 
realm of disappointment right now. So I think Jay White could do some good for himself by doing some stuff for AEW longer. Yeah. You know what? I just realized something. You know, people have mentioned no Kenny. And like we just mentioned on the show, no Kenny, no Punk, no Brian, no uh, Kenta, no Man. Naito, but no, um, what's it called? No Kota Ibushi, because the shit that's going oh, on yeah. right now with, mm-hmm. with him in New Japan. You know, I feel like it's been, like, people kind of forgot about it, or at least I did. You know, the regular, like, a random, oh, Ibushi's not a part of this card, and it's because of the issues he's having with whatever's going on in New Japan, with also the Yakuza, I'm pretty sure, is involved somehow. Yeah. So, like... Dude, like, I just totally forgot. We don't got a Bushi on this card. That would have been cool to get. And we're not getting a Bushi on this card now, too. Yeah, that's Cause you're like, crazy. Because you're like, New Japan's having their own disappointments. And, like, you know, like, I don't, since we haven't been really watching New Japan, like, I don't know what that truly means. If it's just because, like, they're not getting enough American viewers. I don't know what they're doing in New Japan, to be honest. I know, like, the... They're probably still doing like the Super Junior. I don't know if they like. I know obviously Wheeler Yuta's back now, and like Ace Austin and all that stuff from Impact and Alex Zane. So like you know they have some good stuff. It's just not as prevalent as it used to be. But like, holy crap, Abushi's not on this card because of some whatever crap's going on there too. Yeah, I hope he could. You know, I hope one. I hope he's safe. <laughs> I hope they work that thing out. But. Yeah, that, that whole situation was just, like, crazy. Yeah. So, oh, man. So, uh, yeah, Jay White would be cool to see if he had an American run, especially because, like, you know, it was funny when they brought Jay White to AEW for, like, a cup of coffee. Same thing with him in Impact, even though, like, he really went to Impact to recruit two Bullet Club members <laughs> and get Gallows and Anderson back. Like, he's been doing more in Impact than he did in AEW, but now, like, obviously with Forbidden Door, he's here. So... Hopefully he walks away still as champ. Hopefully this is still some big stuff coming out of this. And then the main event for the interim title, the AEW World Heavyweight title. We're finally getting John Moxley's wish. He's taking on Hiroshi Tanahashi in the main event, the ace of New Japan. Basically going against, like, I don't know, is he the ace of AEW? John Moxley? Maybe. I don't know. But I'm excited for this. I kind of want, like, I don't know. It would be sick as hell if Tanahashi was our champion, but also John Moxley, like, also kind of fucking deserves the belt again too because he's been killing it. I mean, maybe recent bias just for me because I saw him go against Tony Deppin and that was awesome as hell. But John Moxley, ever since coming back from rehab, you know, he got clean and he's just been doing his thing, man. He's been like really putting on bangers after bangers after bangers and just showing that like. Not only is he a champion for AEW, but, like, he does his New Japan stuff. He does his GCW stuff. He goes to all promotions around the country when he doesn't need to. And he's been doing it. And Tanahashi's Tanahashi. So, like, either which way, walking out, whoever's champion, I'm, I'm satisfied with. But I'm kind of leaning towards Mox. Yeah, I kind of, yeah, I, I, like, I've been saying that I would love Mox to get a second run because, like, his first one, while it wasn't bad, you know, he did get cheated out of, like, a legit run with the crowd because of the pandemic. So I would love to, even if, if it's for a short amount of time, I would like to see him get that, you know, 
that crowd feeling with the title and he's like in a health and healthy and good place in his life so like i think that even makes it like the cherry on top that this could be a very special run for him um as intern tramp but tanahashi like just just the thought of like someone else win the title is just cool and then we still get the punk match whenever punk comes back so so like he doesn't miss out on that um but then again punk versus moxie sounds fire too so it's just like you know, I don't even know at this point. Like, I, either one would be pretty dope. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of like most of these matches on this card. Like, whoever wins, like you know, for the, the world title match, even though like the IWGP one, like Jay White should walk away. It's still cool whoever wins that one. Same thing with like United States title. Well, Osprey, cool. <laughs> Orange Cassidy, maybe even better. But like, yeah, I'm happy with whatever happens out of this world title. John Moxley just deserves it tanahashi's tanahashi so by default he also deserves it so there's uh this is gonna be a pretty sick card at the end of the day i know there was like some mixed reactions for what we were getting but they did the best they could with what we had left you know not having so like literally abushi punk omega all these people aren't here and imagine how crazy the card would have been if they were you know, we probably wouldn't have seen, like, you know, unfortunately, like, an Orange Cassidy maybe on the card. And maybe Rapungi Vice wouldn't have made it on the card. Or, like, whoever this mystery mystery partner is. I mean, mystery opponent for Zack Sabre Jr. is. If we had all these people. But this is uh, for your first ever cross-branded show. You know, the closest thing we'll get to, like, you know, a WWE and AEW show. Or, like, a WWE New Japan show. Like, this is still a pretty decent card. And... We'll deliver. I, it's going to be fucking long as hell because all these damn AEW shows are long as fuck on, on when they do a show. But I think it's going to be a good one. <laughs> yeah. I'm, uh, at least AEW's been training me to stay up until like 1 o'clock watching their shows at this point. Yeah. Like that's the long. other reason why I didn't want to go to the bar this Sunday because even like if I could get one or two people to come with me, you got to be out till after midnight. Like the last <laughs> show... I think it was almost midnight when the main of like you know when the show was over, Punk versus uh, Hangman. So like, Jesus, like I understand AEW doesn't get you know they only have four pay per views a year now. This one, but like they they they're lengthy when they finally fucking happen. Yeah, I get it. They, they want to get as much people in the car as possible. Sometimes you gotta take an L and not get booked. I'm sorry. Like if you're yeah. not that important, you know, are- maybe next time. Either take an L or maybe just get another show. Like now you have this card and now you have this show every year, maybe hopefully. Maybe add one or two more. <laughs> you know, yeah. you don't have to be like WWE where like it was last year they had literally two back to back pay per views in the <laughs> span of like a month. But like maybe, you know, once a month you have your big show, kind of like universe mode in WWE <laughs> or like you know, maybe le- maybe once every other two months. So just so then your shows are a little shorter and then everyone gets the spotlight here and there. Yeah. But, like, you know, I think they do a good job, especially, like, their, their like, you know, cool, cool shows, like your Grand Slam, your St. Patrick's Slam, or whatever you call that. Um, so AEW is still doing pretty well. Three years, almost three to four years now, whatever year this is in now, still pretty, pretty solid. <laughs> yeah. Pretty solid. Yeah, they're doing a lot of big things for a company that's what three, four years old. So this is saying they're doing something they that they would probably never do. So kudos to them. Oh yeah, you know it's 
it's crazy enough how nice it, <laughs> I saw someone tweet like how nice WWE has been to Impact. Like you know they let AJ Styles cut a video there, and you know the the other things they done letting Mickey James bring the belt on their show. But you know who knows wrestling. I still think we're kind of like not like in a wrestling resurgence. I think I mentioned this on the podcast before, but I feel like wrestling's getting popular again. You know, with shows like this with bars, literally there's at least three bars in New York City this weekend that you could go see Forbidden Door at, which is like, who would have fucking thought you could just go to a bar, like a fucking see the, you know, Monday Night Football game, and you could now see like AEW shows or like a WWE show. So like, cool to see that wrestling is getting popular again who knows if it'll ever get to the hype it did in the 90s that'd be sick as fuck if it could be but at this point you know this is uh this is a good time to be a wrestling fan especially right now because we got this show we just had slammiversary and then next week blood and guts so like there's some good shit going on yeah and money the bank is next week i think too so Oh, yeah, and Money in the Bank is happening. So, like, there's a lot of cool things happening. I think uh, this is going to be a good time. Uh, for next week's show, we should be coming back at, I guess we could aim for another Friday episode just because, um, you know, we want to talk about probably Blood and Guts as well. So, who knows? We'll see what we do here. Check us out on Twitch again, twitch.tv slash Jobra underscore 316. I'm going to be doing a watch along if people want to dive in and just, you know, watch someone react and react with me. Um, I'm trying to think what else we got to talk about. I think that's about everything. I mean, also, if you're uh, if you're watching wrestling and you're trying to watch some more, Garden State Pro Wrestling is having uh, their first ever show, their new promotion. We talked about them last week. They're having a show next week, and that's uh, not next week. Excuse me. On July 23rd. A month away, actually. One whole month away, right? Yeah. <laughs> so one whole month away, they're going to be having a show in Newark, New Jersey. Tickets are sold out. There's no seats available, but you can watch it on Fight TV. So go check that out. Really cool card. Um, and, yeah, I think that's about everything. You can check us out on Twitter, at Project underscore Kayfabe. Check us out on Instagram. Same handle. Same thing as TikTok. Me on Twitch. Me on Twitter at JoeBro316. Quad A at It's Quad A. Yep, that's it. All right, well, I hope you guys like the show, and we will catch you, I guess, next Friday, unless something changes. Who knows? Unless we talk about the show early and we maybe do two shows. Who knows? Peace out, everybody. <laughs>